regularly making sure social media platforms are aware of the latest narratives dangerous to public health. You shouldn't be banned from one platform and not others uh, if you are for uh, uh, providing misinformation out there. Algorithms, I don't know how they work, but they all do know how they work. The public has a right to know. That's the point that we're making, and we're dealing with a life or death issue here, and so everybody has a role to play in making sure there's accurate information. Happy Monday. That's because this is going to post on Monday. That's why I can say that. Okay. If it's not a Monday, happy whatever day it is. Thank you to Jim for leaving us a review. I did remember that. Yes. I think, I can't remember if that was the only new review or not. Was it at least a good review? Absolutely it was. It was. Yeah. So thank Excellent. you for that. Our numbers are kind of going nuts for um, like crazy. So I don't know what, maybe it's Jim's review. See, that's why people should leave us reviews. Because it works. It pushes you up in the algorithm and something happened this week. I'm not entirely sure what's going on. Some of the, So it's over doubled. Really? Downloads have. Unique listeners is up, but uh, it doesn't seem to correlate with the amount of downloads. The amount of downloads is like insanely high. So does, is download equal to a listen or? Not sure. Me neither. Hmm. Here is what I am sure of. Hunter Biden selling the, the art to unknown buyers mm-hmm. was completely legit. Always was. Above board. Huh? Above board. Yes. Yes. I've never heard that phrase, but I understand what it means. Okay. Is that a, is that a trucker thing? No, I've, I've heard it on TV before. Okay. Well, that's fine. Everything's above board. And here, we're not biased. Everything's legal. We are on NBCnews.com because we're fair and balanced. That would be Fox News. We're not them. We are unbiased. No, that's biased. N- that's not true. <laughs> okay, that's fine. very opinionated. Uh, well, you know, that's fine. IRS agent wants whistleblower protections to discuss preferential treatment in a Hunter Biden probe. The president's son first revealed in 2020 that federal officials were investigating his taxes. That's not going to be the only thing that ever probed him, <laughs> judging by what was on his laptop. He got he was into some pretty yeah. wild stuff. So. <clears throat> Let's see here. An IRS special agent said to be involved in the federal investigation into Hunter Biden's taxes is seeking whistleblower protections to provide sensitive disclosures about the probe to Congress. Mark D. Lytle, a lawyer for the unnamed IRS employee, wrote in a letter Wednesday to a bipartisan group of lawmakers that he represents a, quote, career IRS criminal supervisory special agent who has been overseeing the ongoing and sensitive investigation of a high-profile controversial subject since early 2020 and would like to make protected whistleblower disclosures to Congress. While Lytle did not name Biden in the letter, which was obtained by NBC News, a source familiar with the matter, who also verified its authenticity and the investigation refers to the federal probe into the finances of President Joe Biden's son, Hunter. The letter was previously reported by CBS News and the Wall Street Journal. According to Lytle, the IRS special agent is prepared to provide information that would contradict sworn testimony to Congress by a senior political appointee, reveal failures to handle clear conflicts of interest in the case and detail instances of preferential treatment in politics and properly infecting decisions and protocols. Who would have thought? And also comes out this week that uh, Anthony Blinken was the one behind uh, getting all the people to sign off in the letter saying that the laptop was disinformation, thus 
effectively uh, altering the outcome of the 2020 election. I mean, you can make that argument in addition to all the other malfeasance that took place in 2020 and 2022, by the way. But the, the, it will definitely be interesting to see how this plays out and how the, how the big guy is tied up in it. I, on one hand, I, I, I'm always skeptical that any of these guys are ever going to face any real legal repercussions, and this is probably going to be the same here. Yeah, nothing. But yeah, not even a slap on the wrist. No. If yeah, I, I don't want to talk about yeah, what if because my what if is biased. It's in another land. You remember in Forrest Gump when she says that she, like when her dad was abusing her, that she would fly away and go somewhere else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when I'm reading about these scumbags, I fly away and go to this <laughs> land where they actually get punished for their crimes and they're held to equal standard. But yeah, that's, I digress. That's not reality. So yeah. <clears throat> Hunter Biden's attorney, Chris Clark, said in a statement, it appears this IRS agent has committed a crime. So what's going to happen yeah. is he's pro- he'll probably yeah. end up being arrested. It is a felony for an IRS agent to improperly disclose information about an ongoing tax investigation, Clark said. The IRS has incredible power in abusing that power by targeting, embarrassing, or disclosing information about a private citizen's tax matters. I wonder if he thought this when, when the Obama administration was targeting conservatives, conservatives and when they did this to Donald Trump, when they went... Go ahead. You you can't embarrass this guy after what was on his laptop. Yeah, the the, the rules are for thee, not for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the captain reverse his point. Yeah, that's yeah, that's <laughs> touche. Yeah, so he could have left that out. Disclosing information about a private citizen's tax matters undermines Americans' faith in the federal government that doesn't exist already anyway because of Hunter Biden. Unfortunately, that is what happened, and is happening here in an attempt to harm my client. Lytle proposed meeting with lawmakers to determine a way forward, saying his client had held back on sharing certain details, making it, quote, challenging for me to make fully informed judgment about how best to proceed. House over, yeah, look what happened to the last guy that uh, came forward about some Hunter Biden corruption laptop. They ruined that guy's life. <clears throat> House Oversight Committee Chair James Comer, whose panel is investigating Biden family finances, called the allegations in Lytle's letter, quote, concerning. Is deeply concerning that the Biden administration may be obstructing justice by blocking efforts to charge Hunter Biden for tax violations, Comer said in a statement. We've been wondering all along where the heck the DOJ and the IRS have been. Now it appears the Biden administration may have been working overtime to prevent the Bidens from facing any consequences. That's a given. So Marjorie Taylor Greene had a tweet about this. It was pretty good. Yeah, so let's see. Rep. Marjorie Taylor Greene. What day was this? April 18th. <clears throat> Reading over 2,000 pages of financial reports in the Treasury about all the Biden family members receiving millions of dollars through LLCs like Burisma from Ukraine and dozens of other LLCs that were opened and closed to launder money from foreign countries and pay the Biden family members. I can't help but wonder... As Americans pay their taxes, is any if any of them paid taxes on all the money they laundered? Or what about the LLC called Owasco that Hunter owned and paid countless prostitutes? I remember this. Even from Russia and Ukraine, and the report states it was human sex trafficking, a human sex trafficking ring. The report estimates, I'm sorry, the report estimates these, I'm sorry, man. I'm, yeah, dude, thank you. Like, phew, I think I had too much soda here. I'd be going to a uh, 
I'm in a sugar high, I guess. The report estimates there were 28 customers paying the sex slaves. Americans go to jail every day in this country for much less, some even for walking in the Capitol for a few minutes on January 6th. It was and still is all much bigger and worse than people thought. But the most dangerous part is that the Bidens have created an international crime enterprise around Joe Biden's powerful VP and presidential seats, which means our entire country is compromised because of Joe Biden and the Biden family crime syndicate. That's very perfectly worded. But remember, I'm trying to I'm trying to, to think back because we talked about the the evidence from the laptop and, and what they were saying at the time, as far as like being involved in the sex trafficking stuff. And I can't remember how, exactly how the money was allocated and how it flowed, but that that was a real thing. Yeah. And would you expect anything less from no. somebody that? But and so. I don't know what the legal ramifications are like for making like a false accusation. Anyway, on some of the communications that were found on his laptop, it is very easy to discern that he, the, let's see, it would be the widow of his dead brother is Haley, if I'm, if not, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. She did not want Hunter around her daughter slash his niece because he had had pictures in bed with him naked and the niece who was like 14 or something or or younger. He had pictures of that on that laptop. And so the texts that were also on that laptop indicated that sexual uh, misconduct had potentially taken place between the two and they did not want him around the family member. And so just like Joe, Joe Biden's own daughter, whose diary said that he was showering with her way too long. Like how does that even happen? Like, I mean, were you ever showering with your daughters? I mean, ever, never, that's, is that, is that ever a thing that even happens? I don't even think I gave them baths after they turned about two. Yeah. And so, and here this guy is, and this kid's like 14 and Joe Biden's in there. And not to even mention the fact that there were accounts of uh, secret female Secret Service agents mm-hmm. saying that he was that Joe Biden when he was VP was skinny dipping nude, and, you know, well skinny dipping you have to be nude. There was skinny dipping in front of them, right? Now, does paying prostitutes is that on a ten ninety nine or is that a W two or how does he now for us? <laughs> Yes, <laughs> for him, not so much. They said there's going to be something also in the in these allegations about the gun charge that the, they got the that he lied on the, the yeah what, the four four seven three mm-hmm. yeah I knew that you would know the number yeah well I filled out my share of them yeah well he uh, hopefully that'll come up too but and but like you said yeah throw the book at him no the they the rules don't apply to this guy man this. And not only it doesn't have to be compared to like us, but if this was any of the Trump family's children, oh god, they'd be locked away for non-stop coverage. Yes, but yeah, I, w- I would love to know more about the sex trafficking stuff. You know what I mean? Because and that's that's one of the things too, man. Like I've said it so many times on here, the Democrats are just steeped in all of all of that, and. And it's funny because I, I didn't really have a succinct way to tie into the, the, the story that's coming up next, but I've always said it. I've always said it. I've always thought it. And we've talked about it on here before, like the unaccompanied minors that are at our border. Mm-hmm. 
being dispersed in the manner that they are, or even being there, period, the Democrats want them there. And some Republicans apparently want them there as well. Or they, you know what I mean? This problem could have been solved decades ago with, with our southern border. And it's, it's not been solved for a reason. I think this is one aspect of many is child sex trafficking because that there's no disputing that that's where the majority of the, the sex trafficking that occurs in our country, the children that are victimized, came across our southern border. Right. I think I saw a tweet from, was it Carrie Lake recently that said that they had an eight-year-old girl that had 67 different um, DNA samples from inside her? That's horrible. Which, is, it, is that true? Uh, I, mean, I, I don't recall. It seems like I vaguely recall something to that effect. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't recall any specifics, but that seems that, and I don't know that it was, again, specifically Carrie Lake, but, and we may have talked about it. It seemed somewhat familiar. Yeah, that's, it's horrible. Why wouldn't you want to do something about that? I don't have any power. Well, in, but it's the same reason that the, the official that we watched in congressional testimony from Twitter that, that wanted to suppress fact, you know, free speech, not only free speech, but he wanted to suppress, suppress factual information around COVID vaccines, election interference, and things like that, but did nothing about the vast amounts of uh, child sex trafficking that takes place on their platform. And that's, mm-hmm. uh, that's all social media. So, and we, we've discussed that in the past. And I pulled this uh, tweet up that he's uh, talking about from Carrie Lake, did tweet it on um, April, the, April the 18th. A precious, this is her quote, a precious eight-year-old little girl was found at our border with 67 different traces of DNA inside her. And at Joe Biden's America, little girls get raped by 67 different men. Did you pay your taxes today? Perhaps some of that money can be sent to fix our borders instead of Ukraine's. Yeah, amen to that, dude. At the, hearing stuff like that, the, the the dark side of me wants to hoist a black flag and start to slit throats. You know, that, that kind of thing. The, the people that would do that to children. Well, the, they know that that's occurring. Like, So it would be one of two things, either... They, they, maybe they, they disagree with that, but whatever their monetary compensation that exists, without a doubt, for keeping the border open is worth all that. Or somebody, they're directly benefiting somehow. And given the, the disgusting, depraved nature of the entirety of the Democrat Party and how sick sexual debauchery is literally a hub-centric element to their entire platform, mm-hmm. what what would you think? They've got to benefit from it somehow. I mean, at the very least, to try to bring more votes in. <laughs> They're using the children to get across the border. A lot of people will say, like, oh, I don't want to be conspiratorial. I guess I don't, but here's the thing, dude. <clears throat> and I'll plug the guy's YouTube channel. I want to say it's a KPP Southeast Texas. Uh, and I don't want to get on like a whole side tangent. I've already got listeners that that have they send me his new stuff now on YouTube. But um, the way the social media platforms worked for for people dealing in kitty porn, pedophilia, uh, and trying to molest children, we've talked about this ad nauseum at, at certain points. The vernacular that they use was used in emails, the John Podesta emails that were found by WikiLeaks 
during the, the 2016 Clinton campaign talking about bringing pizza, quote unquote, cheese pizza yeah. to Chicago. These are, those are in pedo circles. That's a very specific reference to a type of child. Why would you be bringing yeah, pizza, pizza from a, one state to another yeah. for this satanic dinner? Remember, this is real. This is yeah. this is absolutely one hundred percent real. The uh, I can't remember Bramovich, the Serbian woman that does the quote unquote spirit cooking. Like that's they were being invited to this satanic dinner, which is oh, it's 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 abstract art or whatever you want to call it. This woman had made a cake at one point of a disemboweled human being and these celebrities who are, in my opinion, completely immersed in all this type of behavior or sitting there eating this cake of, uh, that, that looks like a, a, a very realistic mm-hmm. disemboweled human. Yeah, I, all that to say, I don't want to go way off into that. we got other stuff we need to get to, but... I, I, and I've said it just recently on the show. The kid, these kids are going somewhere. Do, you, do obviously nobody here, to my knowledge, knows anybody that pays for sex with a child. Somebody's doing it, or, or this wouldn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Somebody's right. doing it. There, there's, 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 there's because the the guy I watch on YouTube that busts these sickos, like he's trying to figure out like who's making this, where's it coming from, how's it happening? Because mm-hmm. it's happening. Like, well, there's a, there's a demand somewhere, and they're they're absolutely. supplying. Absolutely. And but the thing is, to me. It's not people at our level of society that, that are probably mainly participating in that. It's people that can pay the money that's probably demanded for a human being, mind you, because you're buying a human being. Sex trafficking, they're, they're buying humans. They're mm-hmm. slaves, this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. Surely that's not cheap. Well, I, I guess it all depends on where you're getting the slaves from. Like I said, I, I, we were talking before the show, I was listening to the Sean Ryan show with the, the, the lady who escaped from uh, North Korea back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And I think she was sold for $80, $85 to a Chinese slaver mm-hmm. or a Chinese slave trafficker. And that's not yeah, a lot that, of money. That, that slave trafficker then passes passes that person along for a lot more money to someone probably right. somewhat well, more affluent somewhere else, else in the world. Eventually, but I, I think in her, in, in the case of what what's going on there, uh, they were trafficking slaves to, or quote unquote wives to farmers who couldn't, who were maybe mentally disabled and couldn't get a local woman to marry them. They would save up their money and buy a woman to be their wife. Or mm-hmm. villages would pull money. All the single men in the village would pull money together and buy a slave for sex. That's it, what she said. And but I I, I don't know if. The, the slaves around her or from North Korea were trafficked outside of China. I mean, they probably were. But in her case, she was kept by that guy in China because she somehow remained a virgin. But she said every time every time a slave would trade hands, a female slave would trade hands, they would get raped by the person who bought them. And then they would sell them. And when she came across the river from North, North Korea into China, um, they were going to rape her. The The guy who helped them cross the river was going to rape her and her mom. And her mom said, just take me. And she said it was dark. And uh, her mom told her to close her eyes or not, don't look. And her mom sacrificed herself for her daughter. But the next guy down the, down the line was the, um, the boss man in that area for slave trading for females. And he kept her as a concubine for himself, as, as a, 
uh, a mistress, I guess we say, for himself, mm-hmm. because she had remained a virgin. She was only 14 years old, 13, 14 years old. That's absolutely disgusting. It is. Yeah. It's absolutely disgusting. The the one thing that sticks out in my mind, though, is like, just take CNN, complete propaganda, for an example, and the sexual misconduct that took place there from and Matt Lauer. I don't think Matt Lauer was a different network, technically, but the entirety of the leftist media and the and the amount of stuff just the, the popular anchors get caught with. I remember we had one of the producers, if I'm not mistaken, from CNN yeah. that, was, that was in trouble for kitty porn. We had another one from a different network, may have been CNN, more recently in trouble with kitty porn. Mm-hmm. And so one reason you probably never hear about it in the media, because, dude, it's, it's just like with Harvey Weinstein and so many things in Hollywood, the stuff that Corey Feldman has accused of Hollywood and a, and a few other uh, celebrities have accused Hollywood of of being into being saturated with pedophiles, and I believe it. I believe it a hundred percent. Wasn't it Mel Gibson that said that were they were actually eating children? Also, I totally believe it. I I have wouldn't wouldn't surprise me one bit. It would, no, it wouldn't. And because these the, these people are disconnected nut bars, but and I I don't want to delve off into the, this dark sub you know, depressing subject or whatever. That really wasn't my goal. I, mean, I know we're having a conversation, but right. I don't want to go too far off on that because that's that's such a it's such a downer. But that's what happens when you talk about Hunter Biden. But in that same vein, we're on Breitbart.com. <clears throat> and this makes you wonder too. Bush, Obama, Clinton team up with American Express Global Business Travel to fly migrants into American communities. A non-governmental organization founded by former presidents Bill Clinton, George Bush, and Barack Obama backed and backed by a litany of multinational corporations, is teaming up with American Express Global Business Travel to fly migrants into the United States. The NGO called Welcome.us was initially launched to work with the President Joe Biden's with President Joe Biden's administration in resettling some 85,000 Afghans across the U.S. in 2021 and 2022, as Breitbart News reported extensively at that time. <clears throat> For its Afghan operation, the NGO helped fly close to 20,000 Afghans to American communities funded by millions, raised from donations, and supported by corporate backers like Walmart, Airbnb, New York Times, go figure, the Business Roundtable, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, Starbucks, the Washington Post, Goldman Sachs, Goodwill Industries, that's rich, Microsoft, and Chobani. I remember that guy that was over Chobani was a whack job. Microsoft goes without saying he'll be up later. Actually, we could just tie that in. Now, are, go ahead. Are these people from Afghanistan? Are they the the ones that we pulled out that helped us as translators? I'm going to go ahead and guess. Uh, that's a negative. Not. Did you say probably I said not? Probably not. The NGO has also has ties to billionaire George Soros, of course. As members of his Open Society Foundation sit on the group's quote National Welcome Council. Now the NGO is teaming up with Open Borders Group Miles for Migrants as well as American Express Global Business Travel to fund flights to American communities for migrants from Cuba, Haiti, that's where the Clintons got down at, Venezuela, Ukraine, of course, Mm. massive amounts of child sex trafficking there, and Nicaragua. Donations are, quote, donations are needed to fund the flights to newcomers to travel to the United States. The initiative webpage, the initiative's webpage states... These, those forced to flee often leave behind all but what they can carry, and the cost of international travel can be prohibitive. Welcome Connect Travel removes the cost of travel as a barrier for both sponsors in the United States and the displaced families that are supporting through humanitarian sponsorship. 
with the average cost of a single flight at $1,600, public donations through our partner Miles for Migrants will help provide a lifeline to newcomers, giving them the opportunity to safely travel to their new communities. Oh. <laughs> Maybe the new communities don't want them there. I would say that's a safe bet. The NGO's Flights for Migrants are meant to complement a program created by President Joe Biden's administration this year where 360,000 migrants from Cuba, Haiti, Venezuela, and Nicaragua will be admitted to the United States annually via an expansive parole pipeline that has already helped release about a million migrants into American communities from 21 to 20. During a Senate committee hearing this week, Senator Ron Johnson estimated that the Biden administration has welcomed close to 5 million border crossers and legal aliens to the United States since taking office in 2021. This figure includes those released in the U.S. interior, known gotaways, and unknown gotaways. I'm going to go ahead and move this forward. Because that said Microsoft. And this was actually going to be in a different segment, but we'll go ahead and slide it in here. And this is on foxnews.com. <clears throat> Gates funds millions to NGO claiming kids born sexual. Ten-year-olds should learn about, quote, commercial sex work. The sex ed said kids under 10 should learn. As you grow up, you might start to be interested in people with diverse gender identities. And again, this is this is a, a fundamental cornerstone of not only leftist ideology, but the Democrat Party itself. Is, is there any argument there? None here. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation donates millions annually to a non-governmental organization, organization which claims that children are born sexual and should learn about commercial sex work under 10 years of age. Look, I know this is kind of like a, um, a lowbrow way of, of you know, making this determination, but I feel that it's accurate with a lot of people. I feel confident that I could accurately determine whether Bill Gates has molested a child just by his physical appearance. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I, I'm, I'm confident. Like, so let me say this another way. If you're in the grocery store, uh, I, wrong person to ask. If you were in the grocery store <laughs> and armed assailants came in, you're obviously not armed. He would be. <clears throat> Hence the reason I'm not asking him. And they point a gun at you and they say, listen, we have evidence on uh, whether or not Bill Gates has molested children or not. And if you pick wrong, we're going to kill you. So in your opinion, and they're yelling and they're, they're Middle Eastern terrorists. And so it's, it's broken English, but they want you to, uh, I can't do a good Middle Eastern impression, but either way, <clears throat> actually they're Hispanic. <laughs> and I need for you to tell me. I want you for you to tell me has Bill Gates had sex with a child or no? See. Okay, you're safe. <laughs> the International Planned Parenthood Federation, a separate entity from the U.S. nonprofit, wields significant influence of global sex on global sex education. The NGO comprises 120 independent organizations in over 146 countries and has received, including its own European network, over 80 million from Gates. Other significant donors in the World Health Organization. Other significant donors included the World Health Organization. A toolkit released in 2017 showed an insight into how the NGO teaches sex education to children around the globe. Quote, there he is there. Okay, hold on. Uncle Thomas. 
let's just say for some reason you are unarmed. The terrorist asks you if that picture, they, they have this picture. Does this guy look like a child molester or not? <laughs> yeah. Tell the truth. Without a doubt. And again, I'm not saying that he did. I'm saying you absolutely, unequivocally, without the shadow of a doubt, zero, like, is that your final answer? Million dollar question? Yes! Don't, looks even, like, don't even need to phone a friend. <laughs> I got all my lifelines left. <laughs> final answer. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Boom, roasted. <clears throat> so, quote, sexual activity may be part of different types of relationships, including dating, marriage, or commercial sex work, among others. See, while they push to lower the age of consensual sex, they, they're, now they're talking openly about commercial sex work with children. They want to push commercial sex work onto children. Why would they do that? So you can think 10 minutes ago that I'm being conspiratorial when I'm talking about the elite Democrats wanting to molest children, and then you have this. Am I crazy? Am I, am I, am I still nuts, or are they perverts? They're no. perverts. Yeah. How perverts. many times have these people... And, and listen, remember, this is the dude that was hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein. Right. Bill Clinton was the guy hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein. If I'm not mistaken, Tom Hanks was hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein. So, you tell me. Children under 10 should also be told, quote, as you grow up, you might start to be interested in people with diverse gender identities, the toolkit said. The IPPF suggested in multiple instances that children are born sexual. False. But this also do, do, Would you say that your daughters were born sexual? No. You? Nope. Son? Nope. Mine neither. So would this all could this also be considered the, the grooming word? Absolutely. Children under 10 should be taught that, quote, sexuality is a part of you from the moment you are born. Your sexuality develops and changes throughout your life. Hmm. Sexuality is not part of you from the moment you were born. Like, that's not, you have your sex from, and that's the crazy thing about it. The duplicity of it is. They're talking about sexuality, but not sex. They, they've bended all that around to, to, Try to basically get rid of the idea of biological sex and replace it with gender. Mm-hmm. This is why I always would criticize my friends and, and talk trash whenever they would say they're going to have a gender reveal party because, like, my tag, you know, gender's not real, number one. Like, it would be a sex reveal party, not a gender reveal party. So, sex positivity acknowledges that human beings, including adolescents and young people, are autonomous sexual beings. Hmm. Young people are, see, so they're quantifying adolescents and young people. And what do they mean by adolescent and young people? Oh, down to an infant. As an autonomous sexual being, sex educators, according to the NGO, should have an, quote, understanding of young people as sexual beings. I'll take things a pedophile would say for 200 dollars. All people are sexual beings with sexual rights, regardless of their age, the NGO said. And dude, again, I called this crap for years. It went on to say that, quote, sexual rights include the right to say yes or no to sex, the right to express sexuality, including the right to seek pleasure, the right to enjoy bodily autonomy. It's weird because that you can't enjoy bodily autonomy if you're in the womb. They're not for that. But the second that you're out of the womb, they want to, like a wolf enjoy your bodily autonomy because that's what Democrats do. Despite the fact that IPPF defined a child as under the age of 18 per the UN's convention of the rights of a child, the toolkit excluded weighing in on the approximate age of a child's ability to consent with adults. And adults. 
It stated, quote, member associations are encouraged to use existing evidence to assess the best age parameters for their local context. The curriculum said that kids under 10 should be aware of the general rule that no one can touch you if you don't want them to. During childhood, children should learn about the basic social conventions of privacy, nudity, and respect for others in relationships so they can identify situations where the right to safety is being violated. How about none of, none of the above, none of this? Uh, How about absolutely zilch of that? You know what I mean? What was that last paragraph they were talking about? The children can say no. During child, childhood, children should learn about the basic social conventions of privacy, nudity, and respect for others in relationships so they can identify situations where their right to safety is being violated. Anyone reading this toolkit that's under you know, that's a, that's under the age of eighteen is being violated, in my opinion. Gates donated to the organization years before and years after the twenty seventeen report was released. The foundation did not immediately respond to a request for comment about whether they endorsed the messages in the IPPF sex education toolkit. The IPPF organization was originally created by a eugenicist and Planned Parenthood's original founder, Margaret Sanger, in the nineteen fifties. We've talked about her again extensively. Ten and. So here it is. The, that was all under the bracket of under 10. So Planned Parenthood has a toolkit for schools to teach kids ages 10 and under that prostitution is normal interpersonal relationship. That's comprehensive sex education, said in jest. <clears throat> Jeez Louise. What are your thoughts? You, you can't say anything violent. So. No, no, no. But well, you it, could. Well, it, it it to me it shows the hypocrisy of the left. Also, they want to like um, Bloomberg in, in New York City. You can't have Coca Colas above a certain size because it's not healthy for you. I would, you know, I don't think it's a far fetched thing to say that sex for children is is not healthy for them too. No, the left thinks that it is. Oh I mean, yeah, but like. Smoking cigarettes, they they, yeah. they want to raise the, raise the age to smoke cigarettes. They ban it in in restaurants, which I, I don't particularly uh, like smoking in restaurants when I'm trying to eat my food. I don't mind that one, but they, they want to raise the age to buy cigarettes yet lower the age of consent. I I, I don't understand their their reasoning here, uh, unless there's an ulterior ulterior motive, which is to have sex with children. Yes, that's that's why they're called groomers, and like, right. and so it's one of the things you'll notice in in uh, any kind of social media interaction when a leftist is about is that uh, you know they mock people for using the word groomers, and you can call it whatever you want. You can call it a, a, an aggressive child molester. You, you can call it a pedophile. You can call it whatever you want. Mm-hmm. I think one of the, really calling them a groomer is probably one of the the um, uh, least caustic things you could say. Uh, yeah, just descriptive. Every it's a generally accepted term for a Democrat pedophile. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. So, um, and, and hence the reason they don't like it. And it's like anything, you know, like um, you know, calling Donald Trump Dom, dr- Trump. It's not funny. It's not clever. Not amusing. Nobody's laughing. Um, it's uh, uh, I don't know, man. It th- this is this is this is par for the course, but the. To complete that thought, though, that's, you know, they try to mock you for using the term groomer. I don't, I mean, which I don't particularly have to use that phrase. I don't know that I really ever have much at all. But, because you guys are just sick um, 
psychotic, ravenous pedos. Mm-hmm. You know, and the, the, dude, there's there's been speculation about what the Clintons were doing when when they screwed the Haitians out of all that money, and that and that relief deal with the, the Clinton Foundation. So, um, a slew of celebrities that were that were with Epstein over in Africa with again Bill Gates. Why is this? You know what I'm saying? Like this dude is attached to all this weird stuff. High level, all these high level Democrat donors. Harvey Weinstein was a big Democrat donor. You think that Harvey Weinstein just did that with women that were over eighteen because he was a good guy that respected personal <laughs> boundaries? Come oh, on, dude. Yeah. Do, again, using the the aesthetic, you and people would argue that you can't do that, and that's fine. It, it definitely wouldn't hold up in court just based off the look. But then, looking at Harvey Weinstein, does he look like a pedophile? Did you ever see that movie, Pulp Fiction? Uh, no, I haven't seen the whole thing. I've no. only seen bits and pieces. It's going to be a cover short reference anyway, so I can't. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I mean, he, you just look like a pedo, dude. Seth Rogen. We talked about him a while back, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that dude isn't a pedophile, I'm Santa Claus, dude. <laughs> that guy is a creep, man. Have you seen that guy lately? No, not lately. Have you? No, look him up. Look, look him up. And... And then I want to see your expression, then show it to Uncle Thomas. Oh, you're going to look him up too. All right, that's fine. We'll wait. <laughs> what was that? Let me see the picture you're looking at. Yeah, there's worse. There's worse. That's, that's older. He's all skinny now. That's the one. Let me see. That is just, dude. Oh, and, I, he, I, I and he's referred see. to himself as a quote-unquote permanent teenager. I think we talked about this. Oh. Yeah. We're going to have to move on. We got we got a long way to go. Oh, this one. Yeah. 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 It's, what, what, so tell people what they can search to find that. Seth Rogen. What, what is that one specifically? The, what reversal was oh, the one you had? This one's from uh, Gold Derby. This was from IndieWire. I just Googled Seth Rogen and then. Yeah. That's like him on a red carpet or something. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> All right. We're going to shift gears here to a guy that is, is a scumbag, but I, I don't think he's a pedo, though. And this is on 100%fedup.com. Uh, yeah. We've talked about this guy a time or two. Bizarre 60 Minutes interview will make Ray Epps. A victim, despite admitting in text messages he orchestrated January sixth. Those who aren't familiar, Ray Epps was the guy on January fifth that people were calling a Fed because he was uh, egging people on, uh, trying to get them to go into the Capitol the next day. He was at the he was the first person to breach one of the barriers. He was seen whispering in people's ear. Uh, he had a whole their uh, revolver magazine did a big piece. Um, Ray Epps and Ray Epps breach team where they really broke this down years ago at this point. <clears throat> so here we go. Up to this point, the mainstream media has remained relatively incurious about January 6th rioter Ray Epps. Many media outlets, along with the establishment politicians, such as former Representative Adam Kinzinger, the Dodo Bird, and congressional Democrats have actively attacked people who attempted to ask questions about why Epps has not been arrested despite video evidence of criminal activity. Despite aggressively pursuing other protesters who were present at the January 6th Stop the Steal rally, 
One mainstream media outlet will now give him a sympathetic interview and depict him as the victim of a right-wing conspiracy theory. On Friday, 60 Minutes aired a preview of an interview they are publishing on Sunday that calls allegations that Epps is an FBI informant a convoluted conspiracy. Texts that were uncovered between Ray Epps and his nephew reveal Epps telling him, quote, I was in the front with a few others. I helped orchestrate it. Let's see what this is. In conservative media, Ray Epps, this is 60 Minutes tweet, is a notorious villain responsible for turning the protests of January 6th into a riot. It is a convoluted conspiracy theory he denies. He's now in hiding, facing death threats. This Sunday, Ray Epps sits down with 60 Minutes. Let's watch this video. This is on January 6th, it looks like, or January 5th. Let's see. Oh, I have no volume. We are going to the Capitol. Who is Ray Epps? Go ahead. A former member of the Oath Keepers who served in the Marine Corps. Oh, stale internet connection. And was an ardent Trump supporter, or at least he was, until conservative media post-January 6th began insinuating that he was a government plant for the deep state. What exactly was the role of Ray Epps in the chaos of January 6th? No matter how many times they push this conspiracy theory, this lie, it'll never become truth. That's the end of the clip. Was that him saying that? Yeah. yeah. It sounded very authentic. Oh. Uh, let me ask you this. If this is so, this is so dumb. <laughs> if that guy was an actual Trump support, like what is the difference between him and, uh, I, I'm sorry, his name eludes me at the moment. I'll remember it in another segment. It'll pop into my head. The 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 guy with the horns, you and non shaman, right? But it, uh, I can't remember, remember his name. name. Jacob Chansley. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what what's the difference here? I mean, besides this guy was way worse. Ray Epps yeah. was way worse than Chansley. Yeah, the media eviscerated that guy for walking through there again. They use they selectively picked their footage to depict him in one way. There, you know, there's no yeah. edited footage or anything. Like, there's no selective footage, footage of Ray Epps. I think the only footage of Ray Epps is him doing bad things and saying antagonistic, inciting things. Mm-hmm. If if that guy was not a Fed operative, why is it he the, 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 your your cover up is so lame. This is the cheesiest, yeah. stupidest nonsense I've ever seen in my life. And so the few stragglers that still listen to, to these idiots, okay, you know, around the the water cooler or the coffee the the coffee maker at the office, like, oh well, he's not a plant. Uh, he said he wasn't. You know what I mean? This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. This guy. I mean, okay. What do you got, Uncle Thomas? Uh, just. How can they say he's a victim of all this when they've got him on video, you know, undeniably doing what quote conspiracy theories say he did? Because the people that still watch them will never see that footage because they won't air it and it doesn't fit the narrative. I mean, this is textbook stuff here. This is absolutely true. This and hence the reason the term fake news, which they tried to they tried to coin they did coin the term fake news. Donald Trump turned around and and stole it from him and clubbed him with it because they are the true fake news. Mm And this is why they're still called fake news, because this is fake-ass news. <laughs> Ooh, 
have to edit that out. It's Pam Anderson level fake, right? Yes. So here's uh, another tweet from a woman named Julia here. Let's see. In his testimony with the J6 committee, Ray Epps admits to texting his, texting his nephew that day saying, quote, I was in front with a few others. I also orchestrated it. So that's not saying that, like, I, I orchestrated it because I was just standing up there. Yeah. Epps is on video saying pro- protesters, quote, need to go to the Capitol. He was never charged or arrested. He is the villain. And here's here's some of the... the uh, the dialogue here uh, question. So it looks like around 9 a.m. your nephew texts you, you and Jim be safe. And then at 12, 12 p.m. on January 6th, you text back. I was in front with a few others. I also orchestrated it. This is the exact same time of the video that I just played. Help us understand this text. What did you mean by, quote, orchestrate? What did you orchestrate? Answer, I just meant that I got, you have to understand our relationship, uncle, nephew. We hung, We hunt together. We fun with each other. We do that kind of stuff. What I meant by orchestrate, I help get people there. Yeah, likely story, dirtbag. Yeah, we we fun with each other. You, you, you say yeah. you were joking. No, dude, you were bragging. Absolutely. Yeah. The sympathetic profile of Epps will likely not include recent evidence indicating that he was involved in criminal activity at the protest. Activity goes far beyond what other protesters were criminally charged for. Recent video evidence shows Epps on the front lines of the protest, confronting police who are shoving protesters with batons. New body-worn camera footage aired in Proud Boys trial shows not just another assault by Stormtrooper DC police, but Ray Epps at front of the line. He is urging police to calm down. Epps tells police to step back as they shove people with batons. This is interesting because it shows Epps directly confronting police justifiably, but still odd that this hasn't resulted in any interfering with law enforcement charges. Go ahead and run that one. It's weird because his body language isn't anything remotely close to what everybody else is. Yeah, except for that that blatant Antifa guy right there that's with him, right in front of him, gloved up, masked up, sunglasses. He knows. And I don't know if that's the one he whispered in his ear or not, but dude, it's, it's again blatantly obvious this is not an authentic Trump supporter. This is one of the guys that's probably breaking the window. It looks like him. Yeah. Go ahead and cut that. You might also think that 60 Minutes would interview other sources considering Epps knowingly lied and sworn testimony to the January 6th committee, but instead they are decrying all reporting that is critical of Epps as the work of conspiracy theorists. Revolver News Darren Beatty indicated that he was not contacted for comment from 60 Minutes despite his important investigative journalism on the matter. Here's his tweet. (laughs) And this curse word is in there, so this is legit. 60 Minutes was too chicken shit to interview me to get the other side of the story. Think of that. With all the home court advantages of splicing, dicing, B-roll, etc., they still were too scared to have me on to defend Revolver's work on Epps. That's how weak their case is. The mountain of evidence against Epps, which includes an appearance on the FBI's most wanted list that was mysteriously removed, will continue to be maligned as misinformation while Epps gets a national platform uncontested. On January 11, 2021, FBI National Security Branch Executive Assistant Director Jill Sanborn was questioned by the U.S. Senate Judiciary Committee by Senator Ted Cruz. We played this. 
back then on whether or not FBI agents or confidential informants played a role on January 6, 2021 Capitol incident that Democrats and their allies and the media have labeled a, quote, insurrection and domestic terror attack. During a recent interview with Carlson, Senator Fox News, Tucker Carlson Cruz himself apologized for referring to the incident as a terror attack on the Capitol. That he, he really uh, shot himself in the foot when he said that. But I think it shows his true colors on a side note. At the Senate Judiciary Committee's The Domestic Terrorism Threat One-Year Anniversary of January 6th hearing, Senator Cruz drilled down on Jill Sanborn, demanding she reveals the extent of the FBI's involvement in the incident. Quote, did any FBI agents or confidential informants actively participate in the events of January 6th? Yes or no, Senator Cruz asked. Sanborn, I can't answer that. And so that... That, that means yes. Yeah, which that dialogue went back. And, well, what do you know? Here we go. We played this before back then. We'll do it again. Terms of violence on January 6th. 6th. I can't answer that, sir. Did any FBI agents any F- or FBI informants actively encourage and incite crimes of violence on January 6th? 6th. Sir, I can't answer that. Ms. Sadburn, Ms. who is Ray Epps? Epps. I'm aware of the individual, sir. Uh, I don't have the specific background to him. Well, there are a lot of well, people who are understandably very concerned, are understandably about, very Mr. concerned about Mr. Epps. On the night of January 5th, 2021, Epps wandered around the crowd that had gathered. And there's video out there of him chanting, tomorrow, we need to get into the Capitol, into the Capitol. This was strange behavior, so strange that the crowd began chanting, fed, 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 fed. Ms. Sandburn, was Ray Epps a fed? Sir, I cannot answer that question. The next day. The next day. On January 6th, Mr. Epps is seen whispering to a person, and five seconds later, five seconds after he's whispering to a person, that same person begins to forcibly tear down the barricades. Did Mr. Epps urge them to tear down the barricades? Sir, Similar to the other answers, I cannot answer that. Shortly thereafter, the FBI put out a public post listing, seeking information on individuals connected with violent crimes on January 6th. Among those individuals in the bottom there is Mr. Epps. The FBI publicly asked for information, identifying, offering cash rewards leading to information, leading for information leading to the arrest. This was posted and then sometime later, Magically, Mr. Epps disappeared from the public posting. According to public records, Mr. Epps has not been charged with anything. No one's explained why a person videoed urging people to go to the Capitol, a person whose conduct was so suspect the crowd believed he... You can just cut it there since it's it's malfunctioning, but it was going to be just more of the same for another, what, 30 30 seconds or so that she can't answer that. Oh, that's that's a what's what's the, what's the word? Not not a politician. She's a um, bureaucrat. Bureaucrat. That's bureaucrat speak for yes. Oh yes. yeah, the. Uh, but again, they're trying to paint this guy as uh, as a victim. So just to finish out the the article here, their thoughts, which I agree with. Sixty minutes should not be asking why everyone is covering up for Ray Epps while innocent men and women were not who are not part of inciting the crowd or rotting in jail or being charged for simply being on the Capitol grounds. 
Yeah, he's 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 the victim. Get that's rich. What else is rich is this, and I hope that the audio will play properly. So we'll get it queued up. I didn't listen to this. I just read it. And uh, I guess we'll just play it, dude. So this, this so, hold on, hold on. Where is he at again? He is. Uh, he is uh, a banquet at Dublin Castle after delivering a disastrous speech before the Irish Parliament. Okay, yeah, this is last week when he's in Ireland. So this is this is Joe Biden in Ireland, and let's just see what he has to say. One of the things that she's looking at me saying, Joe, remember. Remember who you are. Like, you're a Biden. Like, you know, what the hell is a Biden? You know what I mean? I'm like, like I'm a, 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 you know. Anyway. And she said, you can do anything. And it was just constantly telling me. Hit that next one. My heart. There's nothing our nations can't achieve if we do it together. I really mean it. So thank you all. God bless you all. Let's go. Let's go lick, lick the world. Let's get it done. Play it again. So is he graduating from smelling to licking? There's nothing our nations can't achieve if we do it together. I really mean it. So thank you all. God bless you all. Let's go. Let's go lick, lick the world. Let's, get- let's go lick, lick the world. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Interesting. Okay, Bay. Whatever. That's your president. Cool. Good deal, Leo. Ah. Uh, Man, gatewaypundit.com next. Hey, listen, if you made it this far and you haven't left us a five-star review, please do so. What rating or review or both? Both. Yes. Info at common man's common sense. No, that's not it. (laughs) Info at bcblpodcast.com is our email. So email us there. Any questions? If you got something you want us to cover, if you, hey, listen, listen. Look at how to call in. <laughs> you can call Listen. in if you want to. You can arrange Rissen. a call. Yeah. Rissen. Rissen. You, uh If you want to arrange a call in, it's uh, info at bcblpodcast.com. We can do that too. Um, and anything else, commentary, whatever, reverso, questions, anything. And we're on the gatewaypundit.com next. And this, uh, how I was saying, like about the uh, that freak from last week, how uh, he became a star on TikTok, the Dylan Mulvaney guy. That's right to say guy. Uh, their quote-unquote algorithm that probably, it, like it's not, you know, an algorithm would have like an organic component to it where the stuff that, that people were like naturally gra- would gravitate towards, would they would watch it and they'd send it to each other, then it would go viral, as they say. That's not what, That's not what's happening. Because China owns TikTok, and this is why you should never have it on your phone, and you should never under any circumstance let your children of any age mess with it. People send me TikTok stuff all the time. I don't even click on it. Parents issue warning after son dies while attempting deadly TikTok challenge involving common household drug. The Stevens family is sounding the alarm after their child died while attempting a, quote, challenge on CCP-run TikTok. As ABC6 News reported, 13-year-old Jacob Stevens died of a drug overdose after taking part in a deadly TikTok trend involving a common household drug. The, quote, challenge involved consuming 12 to 14 Benadryl pills in order to create a hallucination. Instead, Jacob was rushed to the hospital where he was placed on a ventilator. He passed away six days later. Jacob's parents shared a photo of him in the hospital to warn parents about the dangers of TikTok and these so-called challenges. Damn. 
This is not the first time a so-called challenge on the CCP-run company has led to horrific deaths. The Gateway Pundit previously reported that multiple young children died while attempting a blackout challenge that went viral on TikTok. One child was found hanging from the family's dog leash. <clears throat> ABC News reported a local teen is dead after overdosing. Okay. It's repeating itself here. Jacob overdosed on Benadryl after attempting a TikTok challenge when he did it all, came at once, and it was just too much for his body, Justin said. Justin said the teen was at home with friends when he overdosed. He says Jacob's friends filmed him attempting the social media challenge when all of a sudden his body started seizing. Jeez Louise, dude. Keep an eye on what they're doing on that phone. Talk to them about the situation. I want everyone to know about my son. They're trying to get lawmakers to put an age restriction on buying medicine like Benadryl. Quote, I already sent a message to Mr. DeWine. It's my life goal now to make that happen. I'll go at it until the day I die, Justin said. Jacob's funeral will be held next week. But do you, I just wonder if if those quote-unquote TikTok challenges are, are prominent at all in China. Um, probably not. I'm, I'm guessing no. no. Yeah. Um, so we don't really have... I guess we do and we don't. We'll, we'll just go ahead uh, with this. Bingo, bango. This week, an idiot cross-dressing confused moron pervert Democrat nutjob wackos. This thing is saturated with ads, pop-ups. NationalReview.com. Anheuser-Busch announces staffing shakeup after Dylan Mulvaney controversy. Yes, this moron's going to be in the news cycle for just a little while longer. Bud Light Marketing VP Alyssa Hinersheed, who said the brand was, quote, fratty and out of chutz, you remember that from last week, and devised the much-criticized Dylan Mulvaney partnership as taking a leave of absence. Well, that's terrible considering how... Confident she seemed in that interview, did she not? Yeah, I mean everything was so calculated. They knew the risk and everything. Yeah, and we were misplaced confidence right there. Heinersheed, I'm trying to think of a a play on that name. I'm sure it's right there. It almost sounds like a beer itself. Yeah, it sounds like something funny. (sighs) I'm, I'm missing, but whatever, it's fine. Who has led the brand since June? Or will be replaced by Budweiser Global Marketing VP Todd Allen, according to Ad Age. So, and I don't know if they'll get into that or not, but they they came out with an ad trying to to, and I mean it was roundly mocked by everyone. That so they they did like an apology, not apology thing that uh-huh. like pissed like it further torqued off the people that are already upset over the tranny stuff, and then it made the lefties mad because it seemed like an apology, like they yeah they, because they called the the tranny stuff divisive. They we never meant to divide people. Well, and it's the common sense thing is that you people need to realize that the vast majority of America and the world finds biological males masquerading as some kind of clown. You're not masquerading as a woman. You're masquerading as some like I don't know what the, the you know this. I would you can't even say it's the caricature of a woman. Like it's just you're acting like an ex, like a psychotic, extremely eccentric gay guy that dresses like a female and I think had plastic surgery on his face. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. 
Reverso can check it out. He'll know. <clears throat> <laughs> the uh, the move comes as Bud Light and Anheuser Busch have faced intense backlash for their partnership with a trans influencer and activist, famous for his 365 day Days of Girlhood video series, which chronicled the first year of his transition. Anheuser Busch has faced casket. So wait, you you said. Uncle Thomas, that this guy has not chopped his wiener off, right? Right. Not that I know of. And again, if you did that, it still wouldn't make you a woman. I'm just curious. Uh, because if, when you're talking about a transition, like, so if I just started wearing clothes, I would, that, like, female clothes, I, and maybe, I like, try attempt to alter my voice. And, like, that's the crazy thing about it, dude. Like, you have to purposefully alter your voice at all times to to try to, to an attempt to make it sound feminine. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Let me see your, hear your best girl voice. Yeah, not going to happen. Oh, I could prank call any of y'all as a woman. Y'all would be like all <laughs> confused. I've done it. So so, so you've got practice doing a woman's voice? Is that what you're saying? Yep. Dude, <laughs> I, I used to prank call. Dude, I, at one time, uh, <laughs> I don't even know why I'm going to tell this, but, uh, dude, we were crap heads growing up, dude. Like, <clears throat> I'd prank call all the time, and I was really, really good at it, Like, I, which I've done stuff that I can't say on air to people that, that I, you know, is, is crazy, but uh, we were pretty young. And uh, we called a karate place, and uh, I can't remember what I like. I was because I was pretty. I, I, I'm probably in middle school, uh-huh. and we didn't. So star sixty seven blocks your number back then, and then star sixty nine. If the number's not blocked, they can call you back. I didn't know anything about star sixty seven, but I found out after this happened, <laughs> and because uh, I started using it, and uh, and there's ways around that if you contact the phone company or whatever. So. Uh, but yeah, the guy called like the 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 guy that ran the dojo, the sensei, I guess, like called back and he was not happy. <laughs> and I and this is so classless and, and whatever. Like maybe I, maybe I should not say this. Screw it, I will anyways. I was a dumb kid. So we called the Chinese restaurant, asking if they knew where our lost dog was. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> and that was like last week. I, I meant when I was in middle school. <laughs> Yeah, so anyway. I don't even... How'd that come up again? Oh, yeah, because, like, yeah, I would prank call people. I could do a woman's voice. I could do all that, dude. So, yeah. With with the with the, the, the dojo, did you at least bring in some some uh, Cobra Kai stuff? You know, No Mercy for the Week or anything? Man, I can't remember. Oh. I know, and, and I know that I was good enough as a middle school kid to piss the guy off. Like, I do remember <laughs> that. Like, I've always been good at, at talking trash. Like, you, you can tell we, we grew up in the age of uh, Jerky Boys. Oh, dude, those guys, like, which, granted, this was before Jerky Boys, uh-huh. like, we prank called before that, but when they came out, like, and it's so bad, but that it's like, like, they were influential, but, like, there are so many small semblances and stuff, because they had, like, uh-huh. multiple CDs, I still have them all. I, I, I had them somewhere. Yeah, dude, and so, like, there's semblances of, of their material and, and a lot of aspects of my dialogue, and it comes up, like, uh, subconsciously, like, I still say things, like, and I, I, I know, I can think of several right off, I know them because I use them damn almost daily, you know. So, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Jerky boys were the best, dude. Yep. That, that was that was classic stuff. But, yeah, even my, uh, like, a derivative, like, uh, my, my New York, my fake New York voice is a derivative of, of that guy's, which yeah, his is authentic. One of, one of the guys, like, his New York character is pretty, I mean, because they're from there, uh-huh. uh, is authentic. But, yeah, they had phenomenal material, dude. So there will be a lot of people like, oh, who was the Jerky Boys? Look yeah. them up, prepare to laugh. Yeah, so 
they they were two guys in New York that started out just prank calling people, and like most things, like their 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 earlier stuff was some of the better stuff. But because I think by the second or maybe the third one, they actually put ads in the paper, so it was reverse prank calls. The people would call them, and they would prank them the other direction, which was <laughs> really really funny. But uh, yeah, and then, and then because it spawned, I remember Roy Mercer, uh-huh. like not funny at all to me. Like one of my coworkers, was like, oh, you got to check this out. I was, yeah, this isn't funny. Is he is he the one that would act like he was on the on the toilet when he get calls from telemarketers and stuff? I, I just remember that that he he one of them where he called a car lot and he was like uh, threatening to like beat the guy up. He's like, well, how big a boy are you? And like, it's I think it's I think it's it might be the same guy. Yeah, I just I man, it just wasn't funny, especially in comparison to the Jerky Boys. Like, I there was a lot of not funny. I, stuff. I remember some of the Jerky Boy stuff would would definitely get them arrested today. Oh, the, the, the terrorist yeah. pizza was. Definitely, yeah. I, I'm going to blow you up. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely would get you arrested. Yeah, the gay hairdresser, dude, all this, <laughs> man. Like, yeah, none of that was politically correct, dude. Like, it was great. That was, those were good times. I have to dig those CDs up and listen to them. I don't again. have to dig them up. I know exactly where mine are. They're in my safe where they belong because they're <laughs> treasures. Anyway, here we go. Sorry about that delay. I'm trying to look and see what got me onto that again. Oh, yeah, talking like a girl. Uh, 365 Days of Girlhood, Girlhood video series, which chronicled the first year of his transition. Anheuser-Busch, I'm, I'm modifying that, by the way. Anheuser-Busch has faced cascading problems, including canceled events with the iconic Budweiser Clydesdale, Clydesdale horses, a stock price that's dipped. Is dip really the proper term for that? Cratered? Crashed? Bombed? Tanked? And many prominent Americans voicing their opposition, including fraud, Rep. Dan Crenshaw, nobody could care less what you think. I hope you get voted out. You're a piece of crap. Kid Rock and Travis Tritt, quote, if we do not attract young drinkers to come and drink this brand, there will be no future for Bud Light, the beer's VP of marketing explained last month. What exactly do they mean by young drinkers? That, that's what I was saying before. Like that, they're... How young are you guys t- talking about? Yeah, good point. Yeah. For real, no, I mean they're they're obviously talking about people that are turning twenty one, like, but people that are twenty one already drink your beer, and they're the same type of people that have always been drinking your beer, whose parents probably drank your beer, fathers. Yeah. Right. Uh, so anyway, uh, and, and one of the things about uh, and it may be, let me see if the response their their, their new uh, response thing is in here that they try to do. Uh, there will be no future for Bud Light. The beer, the beer's VP of marketing is playing a lot. <clears throat> Pardon me, itch in my throat. Explained last month. What what I brought to that was a belief in, okay, what does evolve and elevate mean? It means inclusivity. I don't think that. It means shifting the tone. It means having a campaign that's truly inclusive and feels lighter and bright. And this is, dude, this is just like all, like, the same thing has happened to comedy with, with advertising. Like, dude, you, you, everything's quote-unquote diverse. It's always a multitude of races except for white men. Um Nothing's funny, and we talked about this before, like the Bud Light Real Men of Genius and the Real American Heroes. All those were like comedy gold, mm-hmm. same as Jerky Boys. That was funny stuff. And so, like, these people's brains are not even remotely close to that wavelength. The young people today would find that as amusing as we did if they were exposed to it. Y'all have purposefully created this lack of exposure to real comedy. Therefore, the, But even still, though, from a marketing perspective, people... Number one, your 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 beer's not that great because like that's one of the things that they're talking about. Like, oh, we we just need to stick to brewing great beer. When are you going to start? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, so the thing is, is that uh, 
you know, shifting the tone and, and, and trying to appeal to, to younger buyers. Even, like, number one, the, peop- the people that are liberal enough that this would be influential for them you know, to, to buy that product, they're not interested in Bud Light anyway. Like, no, they're interested in the, the microbreweries. Yeah. And that and, and freaking and, coffee. Yeah, or, or wine, you know. Yes, yes. Go go into the the vineyards. I need I need this thing to swivel around when I turn. Like I'm I just developed something. It's going to be the helmet mic. Oh, so it'll turn with my head. Okay, you see what I'm saying? I just invented that. Maybe I need to edit that out so I can get this patented. Right, helmet mic. Patent pending. Do it. Okay. So I said patent pending, so that's that's my legal coverage. Sure. Do you understand what I'm telling you? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm covered. You can't steal my idea. <laughs> You didn't like my big truck idea? Big truck idea? Where the people hitched to the back of the trailer and get a free ride? Oh. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I'm coming up with a name for it. It's called a piggyback. <laughs> uh, anyway. <clears throat> it means inclusive. Means blah, 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 blah. Yeah, there's the video of her saying it, which we heard last week. We don't need to listen to it again. But her, her, whatever her name is, immediate future at Bud Light has now been cut short. That's unfortunate. The executive became the first woman to lead Bud Light in the brand's 40-year history and was recognized by Ad Age in 2022 as one of the 40 under 40 rising stars in marketing, advertising, and media. And that's because they were also putting a premium on diversity and not merit. That's why they did that. She got the award. She got recognized. And she sucked the whole time. And that's the thing. She believed her own hype. That happens to a lot of people. Fighters and, a lot. And the, the sad thing is, she will continue to believe on her own hype. Mm, I don't know. No, I, I, I don't guarantee know you, anywhere else she goes, she's going to do the same thing. Oh, no, no. Her tactics will remain the same because yeah. she's stupid, but... It's just, just like trying socialism as, as in, or communism. It'll work if we try it here, if we, if we keep trying it here, you know? It, yeah. Th- this kind of advertising will work somewhere else. No, it won't. It might work where the, peop- the, the, the uh, clientele is already liberal, perhaps. Maybe. But I, I just don't see a scenario where it equates to like any better booming sales by any stretch. Heiner Sheed was promoted to the job after a nearly eight-year tenure at Anheuser-Busch in various marketing roles, including a recent stint as VP of direct-to-consumer marketing, which includes e-commerce. She created the role of Bud Light Blue VP, which refers to the main brand, proposing it to a top Anheuser-Busch executive through a 30-page pitch. It came after nearly four years of working on Bud Light, including overseeing the 2019 Game of Thrones Super Bowl ad. Quote, today we communicated some next steps with our internal teams and wholesale partners, explained Anheuser-Busch spokesperson. First, we made it clear that the safety and welfare of our employees and our partners is our top priority. Second, Todd Allen is appointed vice president of Bud Light, reporting directly to Benoit Garb, U.S. chief marketing officer. Third, we have made some adjustments to streamline the structure of our marketing function to reduce layers so that our most senior marketers are more closely connected to every aspect of our brand's activities. So let me read that back how what they meant third we have made some adjustments by getting rid of the person that just tanked our market value because they're a bimbo <clears throat> these steps will help us maintain focus on things that we do best brewing great beers for all consumers no you don't while also making a positive impact on our communities and on our country and how exactly are you going to do that it's unclear if Heiner Sheed's current replacement will be made permanent or what her future at Anheuser-Busch is National Review reached out to the company for additional comment but has not heard back by press time Mulvaney, who has been invited to the White House and has attracted a number of lucrative business partnerships with brands like Nike, responded to the controversy earlier this month, appearing on an episode of Onward with Rosie O'Donnell. 
the reason I think I'm an easy target is because I'm still new to this. I think going after a trans woman who has been doing this for 20 years is a lot more difficult. It's not. No. And you're not a woman. I've watched it get so much worse as my timeline has gone on, and it's been kind of odd to compare the two, my transition, as well as this anti-trans legislation simultaneously. Anheuser-Busch acknowledged the controversy in a statement last week, backtracking to a degree, quote, we never intended to be part of a discussion that divides people. We're in the business of bringing people together over a beer row CEO, Brandon Whitworth. How about Brandon Worthless? Because it didn't work. Idiot. And so, what I thought was beautiful was, it's also on the Gateway Pundit, by the way, Yangling Brewery tweets show some beer companies still understand their customer base. And let's see. Now that Bud Light is imploding under the weight of the Dylan Mulvaney fiasco, some American beer drinkers are trying out other brands. One brand that's getting a lot of attention is Yingling, which happens to be America's oldest brewery. 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 (laughs) You say it, Thomas. Risen. Brewery. That's cool. Brewery. (laughs) That's fine. I can edit that out, but I won't because I don't care. Yingling seems to know that they have a huge opportunity to gain some serious market share because one of the recent tweets shows that they understand their customer base. Yingling, America's oldest brewery, ain't sitting idly by as Bud Light sinks like a brick. In fact, it appears the iconic beer wants a little of that $5 billion action that Anheuser-Busch lost this week. In a perfect passive-aggression fashion for 2023, Yingling's official Twitter account was ready to pounce like a pack of wild wolves Friday afternoon. Shortly after AB released an official statement in the wake of the Dylan Mulvaney fallout, Yingling fired off its first tweet in a week with a simple message, we make good beer. Check this out. Doesn't look good. Doesn't this look like a good alternative to Bud? Yingling, the oldest brewery in America, independently owned and family operated since 1829 because we make good beer. And so it's the Yingling with the American flag in the background. This is how you market beer. Kudos. And that's one of the things that there's obviously common sense would tell you that there, there's a point of diminishing returns when you try to overcomplicate something that's relatively simple. Go with a formula that works. A formula that works isn't like the most because the thing the thing is, quote unquote, transgenderism is not near as trendy as they would like to believe. This is a controversial issue that reasonably and predictably pisses off a lot of people. Like even even like I tell me if I'm wrong on this and people may disagree and think I'm a, a butthole, but even if they weren't coming after the kids, I would still find the whole thing preposterous, objectionable, and idiotic. That you want that you want to you're a biological man that's going to pretend to be a woman. I almost forgot. I saw one the other day. I was on vacation in Florida at a Jersey Mike's, in fact, with my best friend and my brother-in-law. It was so bad. It was so blatant. Like it's a dude with like military style cargo pants, a really tight t-shirt, beer gut, total dude, broad shoulders, dudes, everything with boobs, <laughs> shaved hair with a, a nappy looking wig on. Like that dude. This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Like clowns, frightening makeup on. Like. I mean, it, it talked like a dude. Like it, it, it talked like a dude trying to talk like a woman. It, it was the most off-putting and disturbing thing. And so, there was a young black guy making the sandwich, and you could tell, like, the, like he was real proper, spoke like, and he was not 
liking it at all. He was like disturbed too. Like everybody's scared they're going to say the wrong thing around this this idiot. Of course, I'm just like, and I'm not trying to like you know make a spectacle or whatever. Like I didn't want it to see me looking number one because it probably would have kicked my ass. It's pretty burly. That wouldn't have happened. Do you understand? Uh huh. I would I would throw myself in front of a bus if I got beat up by a tranny. Don't don't have a tranny beat me up to find out though. Okay. Thank you. Anyway, it, it was very awkward. It uh I think it was real awkward because my best friend was I think he wanted to take it on a date. <laughs> I think he wanted to take it on a date. I don't I don't know. Hey. So so the kid behind the counter was was visibly yeah, shaking, and when it shaking. left, I said I, I I was like uh, being facetious, telling them like you know how hot it was, this that and the other with an earshot, and he was actually uh, cleaning some tables. I was like, man, that that was a beautiful woman, right? And when she had the per- like, he did good because like he he is like she was beautiful in her own way. <laughs> so it's a good answer, dude. You played it safe. That's good. I guess so. We got a future politician on our hands. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> All right, thank you very much, and we will talk to you next Monday. Take care. Bud Light presents Real Women with a Penis. It's really a man with a penis. Today, we salute you, Mr. Woman with a Penis Guy. Mr. Woman with a Penis Guy! When being flamboyantly gay isn't enough to solve your daddy issues, you just called yourself a woman. What an attention whore! You have enough balls to be a lame parody of a woman, but not enough to cut yours off. Snip, snip, snip. Cut your balls off! Because you don't know what to do with a tampon, you can shove it up your ass. Oh, I think that was my prostate! So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, Mr. Psychopath Sultan of the Stuffed Bra. People like you put the ball in Balenciaga. Mr. Woman with a Penis Guy!